Welcome to the Health Leaders Podcast, the place for peer-sourced and solution-focused insights for healthcare executives, with new episodes airing every Tuesday. I'm Chris Cheney, and I'm the Senior Clinical Care Editor for Health Leaders. In today's episode, we will be discussing hospital at home issues with Jennifer Ofelt, Interim President for Unity Point at Home, which is a division of Unity Point Health. Jennifer, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Let's get into our discussion. The Medicare waiver for 24-hour nursing and hospital home care has been extended until December 2024. How confident are you that payers, including Medicare, are going to reimburse hospital and home care over the long term? Well, Chris, I am very confident uh, that this will uh, continue and have a payer or a payment methodology. I do think a lot is going to change in the next 18 months before the end of the waiver. And it's very indicative of the rapid change that you're seeing across the home care industry right now with the uh, mergers and acquisitions, uh, with the development of what many would call a payvider and those payers getting into this business. I think it's starting to prove itself out that it is definitely a lower cost of care with better clinical outcomes. And as these uh, payers and uh, specifically Medicare Advantage plans get into the business of partnering and or purchasing home care providers, it really then gives them the ability to deliver this care and figure out that perfect mix of payment methodology that reduces total cost of care while still allowing those home care providers to make a small margin. Great. Do you think hospital at home care is going to be an ongoing trend into the future? Absolutely. I think, thankfully, we've um, been able to prove what we've always known, that in the home care space, we can reduce total cost of care and deliver phenomenal clinical outcomes and, of course, uh, better patient experience because patients are exactly where they want to be in the comfort of their home home. I think it's it's um, never waste a crisis through the pandemic when people didn't want to be in the hospital. And we really had the opportunity to accelerate in the home care space uh, to show really the high acuity that we can take home um, and keep home uh, for as long as possible. Excellent. How does your hospital to home program work? And let's start with what kinds of conditions are treated at home. So we do uh, a pretty wide variety of diagnoses in the home, ones that really need acute level care, but can be monitored and intervened upon at less than a 24, continuous 24 hour um, standpoint. So things like chronic um, heart failure with um, an exacerbation, COPD with or without pneumonia, cellulitis, urinary tract infection. We did a lot of COVID, uh, we do influenza, things that really require probably some IV antibiotics or other IV treatments, frequent lab monitoring, potentially some imaging that we are, the imaging that we are able to deliver to the home, and then that 24 seven monitoring, but not necessarily frequent intervention, intervention that is infrequent enough 
that with that 24 seven monitoring, we can keep them stable and safe and healing in their home. And what kind of visits are you doing and monitoring are you doing of your patients? Sure, so we put a um, audio-visual bi-directional uh, remote patient monitor in the patient's home. They are then connected to Bluetooth peripherals that monitor temperature, blood pressure, respirations, pulse, um, and weight if necessary. This device also allows them to use it kind of like a call button if they were to be in the hospital where they can push a button on the screen that allows them to get connected directly to the on-call nurse, who then could put them into an audio-visual visit or deploy a physical visit by that nurse and or by a provider. And we, our provider team is a medical director, MD, and then he does some patient care and then he has a team of advanced practice nurses um, that, um, help cover that 24-7 coverage. And do you do any actual physical visits into the home? Yes, absolutely. So our, um, a minimum of one provider visit uh, a day and a minimum of two nursing visits a day. And how are patients referred into the program? We have a few uh, different ways to do that. Um, some of those have changed as a result of the acute hospital care at home waiver. So we have a couple of different models that we like to try to utilize for these patients. One is to shorten the length of stay. So that patient has already been admitted to a hospital stay, but could easily be taken home while still receiving some of those um, acute inpatient level services like their IV fluids or IV antibiotics, IV medication, but we can shorten that length of stay by taking them home. Those referrals come directly from our hospitalist team in partnership with a nurse um, that works for both the hospital and our home care agency who helps determine eligibility. The other that is now um, a big part of the waiver is the ED turnaround model. So the patient would present to the emergency department for uh, whatever uh, the current situation they're health decline is, and we have that same nurse that is able to run an eligibility report. So what that does is it scans the emergency department patients based on their payer, their, um, and, um, their diagnosis that they have um, presented with, and determines if they are appropriate uh, for hospital level of care at home. That nurse then consults with the ED provider, and we are able to turn that patient around oftentimes um, directly from the ED to their home. What are the challenges of operating a hospital at home program, and how have you overcome those challenges? I would say staffing, uh, just like across the entire healthcare continuum uh, in the current state. Uh, so we have developed a model of staffing that is able to cross over. Um, with the home health team. So our home health team and our hospital at home team are two distinct nursing teams, but they are able to cross over um, and share in that nursing call and providing some of those nursing visits. That's really helped um, with that ability to cover the, that nursing. 
The other thing is, you know, as, as we are challenged with nursing staff is embracing remote patient monitoring and audiovisual visits. Um, that's been a challenge for some nurses and some providers to really embrace and, and see just how effective they can be uh, via that methodology. But that's really helped. Um, what I like to say is we need to do everything we can to spread our nurses further without spreading them thinner. And technology is definitely um, one of the most useful tools in our toolbox to do that. Great. What kind of data do you have that shows how the hospital to home program is performing? We monitor um, the quadruple aim. Uh, we start with our financial performance, uh, which can be a little complicated uh, with all of the different methodologies that we have going on with billing out of the inpatient uh, for the DRG via the waiver. Uh, we have some payers that replicate that model. Uh, we have others that we just are able to bill uh, for visits. And then we have um, when and where and how we layer the traditional home health benefit into that based on some of those nuances. But overall, um, you know, we also um, evaluate the total cost of care um, reduction and the spend aversion that we are able to generate by delivering this care in the home. On the quality side of things, our main uh, focus is on how appropriate uh, that we are able to deliver that level of acuity, meaning we take these patients home and if we are able to keep them home without having to send them to an emergency department or send them to the hospital, we know that we selected the right level of acuity and we can deliver that level of care at home. So we monitor our ED escalation rate um, on a three-day basis and a seven-day basis. Would, we also um, monitor our hospitalization rate, which sometimes could be a re-hospitalization rate if that was a shortened length of stay. Um, sometimes it truly is a hospitalization rate, but one that we, our goal is to avoid completely. On the patient experience side of things, we do send them a similar survey um, as if they were to get, if they were in a home health episode or within the hospital. Um, and we really, like I mentioned at the beginning, uh, have seen phenomenal patient experience above 98, 99% in all of our measures because people are, are comfortable at home and are happy at home. And then the fourth would be employee engagement. And our providers and our nurses uh, really love this work and are excited to be part of this level of innovation and really transformation in healthcare. Jennifer, it's been wonderful talking with you. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the Health Leaders Podcast.